Hello and welcome to this episode of Parrot Normal Hotline. Parrot Normal Hotline comes to you every week, hot and on the line. We discuss the latest in the parrot world, from cockatails to cockatoos, budgigars to lovebirds. Sorry, that's the wrong show. This is, in fact, that spooky show, Paranormal Hotline. My name is Oshin, and that was a bit where I introduced the wrong show. I am joined by my co-host, Kaylee. Kaylee, how are you doing? Hello. Uh, parrots are kind of paranormal. They, they they talk, you know? They're strange creatures. I wonder if and anyone's so ever brought a parrot to, like, a paranormal investigation. <laughs> Just starts what shouting if, like, cursed words. That'd be great. Or, like, uh, the dead starts talking through the parrot. Yeah, that would be cool. Like if it was like if you're on cool. a pirate ship or something. Hmm. Yeah. Also, like parrot in a cage, would, I would not expect it to be out of place in like an old dusty mansion for some reason. There was a parrot like, in a scary movie. He's a very no second one maybe the one with the mansion and it just says like really horrible things. <laughs> I still haven't seen him. Not sure if I'm gonna. Oh, yeah, I feel like you gotta at this stage. I reference them so much. Has anything spooky happened to you recently? Spooky? Hmm. Oh, I, I cook, well, not really paranormal, but uh, we had like a little festival thing in our hometown last week. Oh, yes. And yes. Um, the theme was because the, the phone code for this city is 051 or this county. So they had like area 051, like and they did a whole parade that was alien themed. And it was yeah. really, really cool. And I enjoyed it. But I was in the house by myself that night and I had this horrible nightmare about an alien climbing up my stairs that was like glowing in the dark. So the, the whole dream no. took place in the pitch black. I could only see things from like the luminescence off this alien that was coming up my stairs. And it scared me so bad that I had to wake up and turn all the lights on and make sure there was no alien. <laughs> oh no, that that's the worst. It was kind of like, um, you know, Mr. Burns in that episode where he glows. <laughs> it was like that, but it was alien shaped and I could see the bit, the big black eyes as well. It was really, really scary. Uh, no, 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 don't like that. Yeah, um, and I kind of have a fear of aliens ever since coming up my stairs. <laughs> I mean, you just need to like uh, be ready for them. Just boot them back down the stairs. What can I do though? I feel like there's nothing I can do. If an alien tries to abduct me, I'm just I just gotta roll with it. Yeah. Or like uh, in the Barney and Betty Hill case when Betty started like just boxing <laughs> the aliens to get away. It doesn't help though. It just makes them angry. Okay. Well. Maybe don't make them angry. Maybe they should just be less scary then, you know? Yeah. They always look fragile, though. They the do. The one you're describing sounds fragile. Like, you could yeah. probably be putting, like, dents in their skulls. That's what I always think, yeah. I think, like, as creatures go, as, as like, the alien species go, humans must be up there in terms of, like, being able to fight, right? We always look so we, much humans, bulkier than the aliens are ever described. Are- genuinely insane when you compare like adaptability to the rest of like the animal kingdom because like we're just we have a general adaptation as opposed to like being really specialized at one thing yeah that's true but But i think like like, to an alien it's like being locked in a room with a like an ape (laughs) like if that ape just decides to smash your head and you're you're dead (laughs) yeah they have to like tranquilize us before they they ever abduct us (laughs) at the weekend we were messing around with playing cards and I'm still not sure if my girlfriend has latent psychic abilities. <laughs> um, we were doing the bit from Ghostbusters. I'm going to tell and I'm going to interrogate you now in a minute. So 
we were doing the one where I was a ma- I was focusing real hard on the number on the card, and we were all having a go, and she got like four in a row. The only other person that could see those cards was you, and I was trying to check in the mirror if you were wi- like mouthing the words. Uh, were but, you, Katie? But she wasn't even looking at me. Like you've no evidence. I think she's just psychic. I have no like I think we've known this for a while now that she has like a supernatural touch and just ignores it. <laughs> Probably, actually, you know what? That makes a lot of sense. I feel like it's a thing though that like the more <laughs> the more alcohol you've consumed, the more your like spiritual abilities kick in, and she just went off like after a glass of wine. <laughs> Maybe that could be it. Yeah, it's like uh, the bit in your head that like is telling you to ignore all these things. Just how many it, did it she guess again? It was down. like it was a good four or five, wasn't it? It was four or five cards in a row. Hmm. And then we did tarot cards, but with uh, demon <laughs> demon slayer playing cards. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if you can read a tarot just from like the suit of cards, like in a regular. No, you definitely can't. Um, I was just pure blackguarding and um, telling you all you were gonna die. <laughs> uh, but I mean, if one thing is true, Kaylee, death is inevitable. It's true. Yeah, yeah. Let's get to whatever this episode is. Um, it's a, it's actually a listener suggestion. So, uh, Brad wrote us in an email and he said, "I absolutely love your show. Have you ever heard of the Dog Man? It's in Cadillac, Michigan." I was there for a job, a job training about 12 years ago and the whole town was nuts for this documentary coming out. The theatre that was showing it was sold out and people were coming into the bookstore my wife and I were in asking for the DVD. The town had a creepy vibe after sunset. It just felt a little weird. Like, you so know then, when, a whole, when a whole town is into a spooky <laughs> vibe, it, there's something up, right? Yeah. Well, like when the whole town is going to see a show about a dog man. I mean, it can't be good, can it? I mean, we we devoted like a whole festival to aliens. It's funny because there is like, like an awful lot of alien sightings in this area as well. I, I was wondering because I was even looking up. I was like, are there any aliens watching oh, us yeah, yeah. do a parade about them right now? And I thought like my dream was what them was... coming for revenge <laughs> for taking the piss <laughs> out of them. Like I, I missed like well, before we get into it. Like I, I miss the parade and all that goings on. I'm gutted. Yeah. But um, what was the vibe of the aliens? Were they like? Oh, it was very much like they, they like... were coming to attack us. Like there was even like these little okay. n- news broadcasters that were like, "Waterford is being taken over by extraterrestrials," and yeah. Okay. Uh, there was a float where they had like a flying saucer, uh, like abducting a cow, <laughs> which was really. Oh, cool. Oh, I saw the picture of that one. But the yeah, cow yeah. was like <laughs> spinning on what I can only describe as like a stripper pole <laughs> just the way they had it set up it just looked really funny yeah because there was fireworks but, um, immediately after so if there was anything like sitting in the sky it looked like we just wrecked. launched an attack on them like I assume they've been planning the parade for a while but like what a time <laughs> to pick that topic like yeah in the middle of disclosure basically <laughs> I love it yeah purely oh, an accident I, lo- I love it when a plan comes together so in the email, he also provided uh, a link to an article, and uh, that's where I'll start. The article um, is from the Huron Daily Tribune, and it starts strong. It's called, Legend or Lore, Michigan's Dogman Still Haunts People to This Day. Legend has it that there is a half-dog, half-man roaming around parts of northern Michigan. Described as, described as a seven-foot-tall monster with a dog's head and the torso of a man, it is also described to have blue or amber eyes with a howl that is said to sound like a human scream. The first sighting of the dogman was in Wexford County in the year 1887. A couple of lumberjacks spotted him as they were working. Since then, there have been many 
reported sightings of this creature throughout Michigan, though most have been from the northern quadrant. There was actually a weird reading about it anyway, because there's a Wexford. Yeah, Wexford um, County. <laughs> Is there, um, does anywhere in America have like its own original name? Is it all just Irish no. names and <laughs> German names? Yeah, no, Michigan also has uh, Antrim. Oh my god, really? Wow. Yeah, yeah, it has it has Boyne City. It has the, <laughs> like they are they island. are named they are named after Irish places. Like so, then the article will go on. In 1938, a man was fishing along the Musk- Muskegon River when a pack of wild dogs attacked him. He was able to scare most of them away by firing a shotgun into the air, but one seemed to be unfazed by the firearm and instead stood on its hind legs and glared at the man. Then the article says a little bit about the popularity of the legend, which I'll leave for a little bit and get back to it. And then also it mentions that there was a film uh, and a, f- a sequel to the film. And that, like at the time of writing, there was a third and final chapter in the works. And it's called Dogman. I presume that's the film that they were, that they were talking about. I assume so. The email. That sounds cool. Um, we got to watch it. Yeah, I looked it up. It looks low budget because it is low budget. Excellent. We should do a watching. I'm not going to vouch for how featured the creature is. Um, oh. I read some reviews. I, I, I'm not sure how much there is. This, there is some footage that's known as the Gable film and it appeared online in 2007 and it was said to be from the 70s. Uh, I think parts of it are used in the Dogman film. I'll send oh. that to you now. One sec. I'm showing it to you now. Oh, right, cool. So currently I'm watching a man in some really grainy footage flying around on a snowmobile. He's on his holidays. Is he a little kid? Looks like a kid. Or like a teenager. Yeah. This is some of the grainiest footage I've ever seen in my life. What the heck is that? It would have been Super 8. (gasps) Oh my god. That looks like a bear. (laughs) Oh. No, this guy's reacting way too calm. (laughs) Oh, that's it. Oh, damn. Alright, so there's like this creature. It's kind of hard to see it because it's kind of blurry. But it's just sitting there and then it just crawls towards him. It does look like, I don't know, like a bear mixed with a gorilla or something. It looks like the footage is slow. Yeah. Yeah. So the person who recorded it, did they claim it was like the dog man? Because they would have yeah. seen it better. If you're enjoying the podcast, think about helping us out and checking out our Patreon. We're an independent <laughs> podcast, so we don't get funding <laughs> from anywhere else. And ads really don't make much of a difference for podcasts. So if you enjoyed it, listening to us, just consider supporting us. The small amount from Patreon really does uh, help us keep up with the cost of running a podcast and helps us upgrade our equipment. Every little really does help. What are you playing there? Thanks. What is that? So, uh, yeah, th- <laughs> this week I didn't have, like, a nipple-sucking bombshell to drop the, the Patreon <laughs> read after. Thank God. I don't know No, if it wasn't even nipple-sucking. It was nipple-biting. There was blood. It was worse. It was way worse. I won't delay any longer, Kaylee. I'm going to rip off that plaster. Or band-aid for you American listeners. I'm going to rip it off quick. The Gable film is a hoax. Aww. Why did you even bother showing it to me then? Uh, because for dramatic effect. But also because it all comes together. It's a ghillie suit. He used stop motion as well. Made by a fellow called Mike Wazowski. No, um... Mike Wazowski. No, just a fellow called Mike. (laughs) (laughs) It's just Mike from Michigan. The story of, like, the Gable film, it was featured in the very last episode of Monster Quest. Where they go, like, hunting monsters or try proving them and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um... But it's a rare, like, n- a not open-ended episode. And that's because Mike came out a couple of weeks before they even started filming that last episode and said, it's all fake. And oh showed him God. how he did it. <laughs> um, just online, he put it out online. And then, but here's the thing, and I, I don't really know how to feel about it. 
The Monster Quest episode still has them investigating it like they know it's for real. But surely there's other people who've seen it, right? It's not just this one video. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, this is... And I'll get to that. He had like a... He made a spoof of his own hoax tape as well, which is hilarious. Mike was inspired and was paying homage homage to a song, which was a joke in and of itself. Uh, And this is kind of the origin story of the Michigan Dogman, maybe? In 1987... While DJing at WTCM-FM in Traverse City, Michigan, Steve Cook recorded The Legend, inspired and based on legends and stories and kind of the mythology around North America. And then he put it out and he played it on April Fool's Day. A cool summer morning in early June is when the legend began. At a nameless logging camp in Wexford County where the Manistee River ran. Eleven lumberjacks near the Garland Swamp found an animal they thought was a dog. In a playful mood, they chased it around till it ran inside a hollow log. A logger named Johnson grabbed him a stick and poked around inside. Then the thing let out an unearthly scream and came out and stood upright. (laughs) That's so good. Oh, that's going straight onto my Halloween playlist. <laughs> I love it. He had never heard of the Michigan Dogman at the time. In an interview he did with Skeptoid, he said, I made it up completely from my own imagination as an April Fool's prank for the radio and then stumbled my way to a legend that goes back all the way to the Native American times. There's no so way. For him, no way. He must have known about it, like subconsciously or something, seen it in the I'm newspaper. Not sure. I'm not sure. That is nuts. <laughs> There's very little actually recorded about it. It it seems to be in oral history because I can't really find any uh, legitimate sources for any of these kind of very early accounts. Even in articles where they're like they're dropping like that it was from then. That's not I couldn't find any references for those. Um, Right. And there was some cases where books were cited, uh, especially on Wikipedia. But it would be in a load of other stuff that references stuff directly from the song. Oh, okay. So is there like i'm not sure and this is so that's the case with that first reference uh, the first encounter that was from the logging camp in 1887 the song has this whole th- this thing in it where they're like oh he shows up every 10 years when the year is seven. Oh, so that's i'm a bit wary about 1887 um like we said earlier but uh so he started out this this off as a joke but then as soon as like, after he put it out he received more than a hundred reports on the creature's existence. No way. And like, what? This is up into like the 2000s. So I imagine some of that was like prank calls coming in and people playing along. But uh, but then also like people might have like, uh, and people are adamant in their in their reports that they saw something. So it's like maybe they've like found the name or the explanation for something that they couldn't previously explain. I mean, Michigan is like, it's fairly wild, isn't it? It's like, it's huge. There's a lot of forests and stuff though. So yeah. I would I wouldn't be shocked if there was something out there could be even like a bigfoot sighting or something you know yeah because the song mentions loggers so that earliest count i would be a bit skeptical but then that second encounter that was actually it was also collected by steve on his website that was michigandogman.com but it's not in the song and it he has it it was down as marked from 1987 so presumably after the song went out it came in as a response to it that's what I, I, i could uh that's that's my thoughts based on the information I could find. The website isn't currently live. I had to get it on. Um, that was actually an, an article about the website, and then I had to get the actual. I have I have some accounts to read later from Wayback Machine. Nice. Um, 
so I think that's the earliest recorded encounter yeah like I was saying in spoken word it was kind of areas by the Manistee River in the early days when the land was inhabited by the native Ottawa tribes so his encounter uh, is collected on the website as follows Fortney remained silent but the sensitive noses of the dogs quickly picked up his scent since he had been small game hunting earlier in the day Fortney had his loaded rifle nearby as the dogs approached they assumed the group posture of a pack on the hunt Fortney picked up the gun and fired a shot into the air the dogs cringed and turned to slink back into the forest all except one a huge black dog with unusual eyes they were blue said Fortney what kind of dog has blue eyes the big dog and Fortney considered each other for a long moment less than 10 feet separating them Fortney fired another shot over the head of the strange dog then to Fortney's shock and amazement the black dog stood up on two legs and cast a glare that sent shivers down his spine it reared up on its hind legs and stared at me Fortney said in a phone interview in 1987 it may be that I was just scared but I swear that dog was smiling at me oh oh that's chilling don't huskies have blue eyes uh, the, the one that I know does <laughs> yeah <laughs> I think it is unusual though especially if it was like a wild dog maybe I don't know yeah so I have some other collected encounters to go through from the website um, and this one comes with a, a photograph ooh um, reportedly it's from Big Rapids Michigan in 1961 when I was a boy my father was in the night watchman at a manufacturing plant located in a rural area between Big Rapids and Chippewa Lake, Michigan. Our house, which, if I remember right, was a perk of being a night watchman job, was across the street from the factory. The plant building was right next to a large wilderness area of state land. At that time, it was simply known as the Haymarsh, but now it's officially called the Haymarsh State Game Area. We didn't understand it at the time, but Dad was always very skittish about letting us play outside after dark. He would sometimes talk about hearing coyotes or bears roaming around in the Haymarsh when he was walking the perimeter of the building at night. One night in the summer of 1961, Dad walked back to the house to sit on the porch and have a cup of coffee and a sweet roll. He had a good view of the entire plant properly. He saw some movement near a chain-link fence behind the building. This is approximately 3am, so he felt quite sure this person wasn't there by accident. He drew his gun and watched for a few minutes. That's when he noticed that it was not a person at all, but something much taller. He said it appeared to be covered in brown slash grey hair. It had very broad, to- very broad shoulders and a, ver- and a powerful chest. It alternated between walking on four legs then standing up on two. He seemed to be looking for something along the driveway. He said later he couldn't quite believe what he was seeing. He quietly moved into the house and grabbed his Kodiak Signet 35mm camera, which was his pride and joy. At this point I should mention that Dad was quite a photography buff. His father had owned one of the first camera stores in Ohio and Dad got the shutter bug from Camp Grandpa. The creature moved slowly along the driveway, directly under the lights. He adjusted the camera shutter for a long exposure, held it as still as he could. He said he was shaking pretty bad by then, and snapped a picture. I've enclosed a print of it in this letter. Dad said a few seconds later, the thing dropped back down to all fours, and slowly moved off into the woods to the left in this picture. He sent the print to the local newspaper and sent copies to several magazines. Uh, One, I think, was called Mysterion, published the photo in their spring issue of 1962, Dad had a copy of the magazine for years, but it was misplaced after he passed away. Oh. Here's the photo. That's huge! Look at the size of it! Oh my god, that is so, like, werewolf-shaped. Like, look at the leg there. I know. If it it wasn't for the picture, I would have said something like, that's, uh... A bear. He's describing a bear. Yeah. In its movements. But that's 
terrifying looking. Holy crap. Oh, mm -hmm. no, I don't like that. Yeah, that's, that's spooky. That's a it? really cool picture. That's a really neat one. That's a, a, a desktop background. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was trying to discern just looking at it, like the amount of grain in it, because like, I think it is film grain. He's saying, he does say that uh, later on that he does have the, the negative for it. Because I, I know like, it's, the, it's a different sort of grain that you get than with like a, a high ISO footage, picture. Oh yeah, definitely. But it also could just be poorly digitized, like it's an old website. That's what it looks like, because there's those flakes of color and it kind of looks like it's just bad, badly digitized. Yeah, badly scanned. And probably that's probably the case in here. That looks like like it's from a, a movie with a werewolf in it. Like Yeah, yeah. I don't like that. I don't like the way it looks. The shadow is kind of massive, though. I don't know if the shadow makes much sense, especially considering the direction of the light. Unless there's something there that I can't see. But the light's like almost directly above his head and then there's a big long shadow behind him. Can you see that? Yeah, I can, yeah. Um, um, I don't know if there's something there that I can't see or something blocking the light. I don't know, but... Well, he, he is lit up from the front as well, though. Yeah, but that would happen just from the light reflection off the ground and stuff, you know. But there could be another yeah. light source, you are right. Especially if he's on the porch, like he might have lights out the front, I'm not sure. It's really cool, though. I really like that. I have one from 2002. Or 2001. Ooh. I've won from 2001. So that's not a, a, se a seven year. <laughs> no, no. Yeah, it would, I mean, like, there wouldn't be that many sightings if it was only, like, That's That's just something in the song, because the song came out in, 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 in 87. Yeah. That was the whole thing. It was like, oh, who, what will it be Ooh. this year? The website says, This en uh, encounter report comes from a woman who grew up in Michigan, but has since relocated to Illinois. The event occurred many years ago, but when she read the other sighting reports on the Michigan Dogman site, the chilling memories returned in a flood. I have to say... Reading these stories shocked me for very personal reasons. I have a story that may not be as vivid or detailed as some of the others, but I felt that you of all people would be interested in it. So she's kind of affected by it. But platform tent camping at a Girl Scout camp, so like your tents are up off the, the ground essentially. She woke in the night and went out to go to the loo. Uh, and instead of, she, she went out on her own. The flaps on either end of the tent were always left open at night. There were no bathrooms. I went out and was happily peeing with my flashlight in hand when the beam landed on a huge millipede. This startled me into a shriek. At that same moment, something huge stirred to my left. When I say huge, I mean much larger than any of the adults on the camp staff. I was so scared I started to shake. I was about to move the flashlight to get a better look, but the thing took off running into the woods on two legs, but at a speed much faster than any human could run. It was 30 or so yards away, cracking through the thick forest in a matter of seconds. I ran back into the tent, and lay awake all night in my cot praying the thing would not come back for me and expecting it to throw back the flaps and get me at any second. The next morning I told a counsellor and she dismissed it as just the camp dream of a child. Family and friends said the same thing. The memory oh has stayed God. with me all these years. <laughs> Imagine the poor wolf man like just curled up to go to sleep in the forest and then the child comes out <laughs> and starts peeing right next to where you're sleeping and then screams <laughs> at a millipede and wakes you up. Poor dog <laughs> man got a fright of his life. It could have been anything, though. When you're that small it and it's dark, it's, uh, you know, it might Absolutely, have just been a, yeah. a dog or a deer or anything, and you know. But it's uh, still a terrifying story, yeah. I, I would have shit myself, that too. kind of fearlessly running through a woods at night is what gets me. Yeah, that's true. You know, if there's branches down, you're just, like, you know, running fast with, with like, no care for branches. Like, that's, that's a terror. Whatever that is, that's terrifying. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I'd also yeah. be sitting awake at night waiting for it to come back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was you and the alien. 
That was me, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. That actually traumatized um, me. <laughs> I never get scary dreams like that bad. <laughs> As a whole, this is kind of... It's interesting, especially after we did the episode on hoaxes. Um... Because this was like started off as a joke and then there was some hoax, but then at the same time, maybe not when people started calling in. Um, yeah. Whether or not it was like uncovering something or giving kind of a voice to things, or if in a way, you know, it was generating its own legend at that point. Yeah. The fact that it was out on radio and it led to this, it reminded me of like War of the Worlds, like in the 1930s. Yeah, the that's really cool, actually. That's what I was thinking as well. They, they took the H.G. Wells book, War of the Worlds, and essentially adapted it for a radio play, um, which they only told uh, the listeners was a radio play at the very start, at like kind of quickly near the middle, and then at the end. So people just tuning in would just hear it. Uh, but it was presented like a series of interview, like news interviews from a reporter. And like they changed the names of the cities and stuff to be like American cities were being attacked yeah and it caused panic at night <laughs> there was people um, like trying to drive out of the and, town like, and know, everything wasn't there like traffic yeah, on the road to trouble, get out like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah what would you even do like in a dog if a dog man was coming to kill everyone just like get all your newspapers rolled up into a thing yeah. to give him a whack Bad on dog. the nose <laughs> get yeah. the spray bottles at the ready so what do you think do you think it's a, it's a real there's a real dog man going around uh, was it Michigan? Is it a real one? I think there's definitely something that's been either it is it or it's mistaken for it. I would right. be more inclined to go it's a it's a bear. It's like maybe a scrawny bear. Like a bear with mange or that's something? That's being mistaken. And yeah, bear with mange, uh, mm. the classic. And then, yeah. you know, it's after adopting a legend that was has, you know, been invented essentially. I don't know. I kind of like to think there's a dog man running around. I just like that idea. I think it's really cool. Uh, the pictures are really terrifying too. It is very convenient that the song came out first and then people started seeing it. You know when you're looking for something and then if you see something else, like if somebody was like, oh no, the dog man might be outside and then they see a bear and then they're like, oh, that's him, you know? Especially when it's that, dark yeah, and sense. nearly all these stories are at night in the dark. But the picture is, is weird. So I don't know. I'm on the fence about that one. Could also just be Bigfoot. Bigfoot in, his, uh, Bigfoot, yeah. in his wolf costume. In his big feet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's all we have time for this week. If you like the podcast, suggest us to your friends and family. We'd appreciate that. If you have any personal ghost stories that you'd like us to read on the podcast, send them in to us at paranormalhotlinepodcast at gmail.com. Or if you have any stories that you'd like us to cover, like this one, send us an email or shoot us a message on any of our social media and we'll get back to you. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.